Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And I started on a bit of a, a personal quest to find something meaningful to do with the rest of my life. And through that search, I ended up settling on property and more specifically property developing. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, I'm speaking with Justin Getty who went from working in communications in London and Amsterdam to turning a block of six townhouses into a block of 20. Find out that and more in this episode. Justin Getty is a property developer as well as the host of the Property Developer Podcast. But Getty had a long, diverse corporate career before he ventured into property development. I did a Bachelor of Business at QUT in Brisbane uh, many years ago now. Uh, majored in uh, communication and I started off my professional career doing corporate comms. Started off in a consultancy. Um, then I did that while I was in London in various forms. When I was in Amsterdam, I was working for a big drinks company, which was fun. Uh, it was the only place I've ever worked where it was quite acceptable to have bottles of vodka on your desk. And, uh, no one would no one would blink an eye at if you had a bottle of scotch in your drawer. Those kind of things. Uh, that was fun. And then when I moved back to or when I moved to Melbourne, I actually started working in government communication and worked for the state government here for twelve or thirteen years. So, what does a property developer and everyone's go-to guy do in any given day? Each day is quite different. I will probably spend a lot of time on the phone talking to people, whether that's people in my team, so architects, consultants, uh, builders, real estate agents, uh, basically anything that has to be tackled, I'm the guy that has to make sure it gets done. So. As a property developer, you're the conductor of the orchestra, so you've got to make sure that everyone's playing in time and doing the things that they're meant to be doing. Even from a young age, Getty began to develop an interest in building and property. I was born in Papua New Guinea and my family lived there till I was about 12. We then moved to Brisbane and I went to high school and university there started my professional career in a consultancy, in a communication consultancy and then I took to the road and went overseas for a couple of years and lived in London and Amsterdam for five years before moving back to Australia and I decided to head to Melbourne and live there and have been here for about the last 13 years. My parents, when we moved back to Brisbane, built our family home. So I was about 13 or 14 at the time and that probably prompted me to be interested in, in building and I can still remember having to, to shovel red 
clay um, out of our backyard to build gardens and maybe that's where the seed was sown about getting involved with developing. Um, and I've always enjoyed watching home improvement type shows when I was growing up. So I think that I was always interested in how you can add value or how you can improve a property. Getty soon realized his passion for property development that would lead to the start of his journey in property. And then I was involved in some small renovations, helping my um, wife. We did some small things around the apartment, helped her get her small business in shape, things like that. But whilst I was happy to do painting and I really enjoyed seeing the transformation from something that was old and a little bit tired to something that was fresh and looked really great, I didn't really want to be uh, on the tools, as it were, doing doing the painting and all the restoration work. So I ended up uh, being a developer where you can where you can uh, instruct other people to do all the things that need to be done. But it wasn't until Getty had his own children that he decided to enter the property development market and undertake further education. Yeah, I think the catalyst for looking for something different was having children. When we had our first child, it, it does prompt you to think about what you're doing with your life or what, what you'd like to do. And I started on a bit of a, a personal quest to find something meaningful to do with the rest of my life. And through that search, I ended up settling on property and more specifically property developing. I enrolled in some uh, training and mentoring. And so I was taught the process of property developing and I was handheld through the, my first couple of transactions. And I think that was uh, a good way for me to ease into developing. I didn't just jump in and, and take a punt. I invested in myself and I think that, uh, I think that was a really wise thing to do. Getty's first purchase proved to be a challenging entry into the market. It was made even more difficult while juggling his full-time job. No, it was still something that I was um, just working on on the sidelines. Uh, it was still a long, still a pipe dream of, of leaving work or being able to work in, on property as a full-time commitment. I bought a property uh, and then my first purchase was a development site. Now, my first site that I secured with a due diligence clause actually fell over, which was uh, an interesting experience for me, something that I learned a lot about. Um, I had secured a site with a due diligence clause and in a suburb called Langwarren, which is near Frankston, uh, southeast of Melbourne. Fortunately, Getty had a safety net that reduced the risks that came with his first investment. Yeah, I had a 21-day due diligence clause on it, which I figured would give me enough time to uh, figure out what I needed to do. So that was yeah, that was my get out of jail free card, uh, which which was which was good. And so, in all the excitement of getting my first project underway, I kickstarted a lot of consultants to do some work that, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have got them to do. So. Surveys were ordered and I'd asked the draftee to prepare a, a site plan with six units, which he then went away and did, but he actually did a lot more work than I wanted to do. And so in the, uh, when he came back to me with this full site plan and all the, 
the planning drawings, I was a bit surprised because I'd since then gone through my numbers and figured out that the site and the project was just not going to be viable. Um, so I decided to withdraw from the withdraw from the contract, which I was entitled to do because of the due diligence clause. I had spent about ten grand on all these consultants. Although the due diligence clause prevented Getty from suffering even more financial strain, the emotional side effects were not as easy to avoid. And on top of all that, the the vendor of the property was actually going through a divorce, and he was very uh, he was desperate to sell. So he was really grumpy that uh, withdrawn from the sale, and he was ringing me up. Somehow he got my number and was leaving all these abusive messages on my voicemail. So that really. Um, that really threw me a little bit, actually, and it probably took me about 12 or 18 months to really get back into into my stride and um, commit to buying another property. Yeah, that was definitely my worst investing moment, and only because it uh, it knocked me around. It really fed into that fear that you have about losing money, not getting done right, and fear of failure. So. That, that was that was hard, and as I said, it it set me back probably twelve to eighteen months, and um, I had to lick my wounds and realize what I'd done wrong. So, but in every crisis, there's a blessing. So you get to see what you're supposed to learn from that, and the sooner you can realize that, the sooner you can move on. Coming up after the break. We'll find out how Getty recovered from his emotional and financial setback. I just had to work through that and managed to convince myself that it was worth it was worth overcoming my fears to push through and do the project. How he went on to experience his property portfolio grow 20-fold. And I thought, oh, maybe we could do something just a little bit bigger, like a, a 10-unit site. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharp and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey podcast listeners, are you enjoying listening to these stories and want more? Then head over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email. Just one of the many benefits of being part of this community. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, their strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. Although Getty's first venture proved to be the toughest experience in his investing career, he used the lessons he learned from it and family support to move forward into future investments. I had managed to convince my dad to invest in the project with me uh, because I wanted to do a slightly bigger project. So I asked him if he wanted to be involved. He said yes. We came up with a, a commercial agreement to, to do the project together and uh, it's, it went from there. Fortunately enough, he was uh, willing to go, keep going along with the project as it grew in scope. I finally decided to get back into the game and was looking around for a six-unit development site around the Croydon area of 
Melbourne, which is in the eastern part of the city. And while I was looking around for a kind of you know, 1,600 square metre site, I came across a site in the neighbouring suburb, which had been on the market for a little while. It was quite big. It was a 3,000 square metre site. And I thought, oh, maybe we could do something just a little bit bigger, like a, a 10-unit site. And so we decided to, that we would go ahead and see if we could secure the property. It was a bit bigger than what we wanted to do, but we thought, that's okay, we can just make it a little bit bigger. The timing of Getty's investment proved to be beneficial for the expansion of his portfolio. So we managed to secure our site in 2013, which if you can cast your mind back was around the bottom of the GFC and the Melbourne property market was going through a very slow part of the cycle. And so the property market had really slowed down back then and I found this site was a complicated site. It had a hell of a lot of trees on it. It had been passed in at auction and no one had shown any interest in it, So, which was lucky for me because I was looking at it for probably five or six weeks. Just It was um, not occupied so I was able to go on and have a look around and took a lot of time inspecting it and looking at it and it allowed me to figure out how I could um, how I could make it work, and so we managed to secure that site again, and with a view to doing a ten-unit project. So we submitted our planning application to council for ten single uh, single-story townhouses, and got to work. Got all the the drafty and all the consultants preparing a planning application. And then when we put our planning application in, we got a notice of refusal from council or they came back to us and said, no, we want to see more townhouses on, on this site because it's close to the, to the centre of the suburb. And we were like, oh, okay. And they said, and we'd like to see some more terrace-style dwellings on the property. Council demands led Getty to push himself and seek outside help to expand even further, resulting in greater success than he anticipated. So we went back to the drawing board with the design and came up with a 14-unit scheme with four terrace-style properties along the front of the, of the property, submitted that back into council and they came back to us again saying, no, there's still not enough dwellings on there. We want to see at least another five. So this time I sort of threw my hands up in the air. I was thinking, what is going on? Taken the best part of 12 months to get to this stage. And so this was when I decided to hire an architect who was recommended to me and basically start from scratch. And he came up with a 20-townhouse scheme which had two rows of 10, one at the front and one at the back. And we submitted that to council. They said, oh, yeah, this is great. We like this. <laughs> and so we went to advertising. It sailed through. We had no complaints or objections. Um, well, we had a couple of objections, nothing significant. And we got the rubber stamp. And from that moment on, I really felt a surge of momentum and that's, that I managed to carry that through for the rest of the project. And that project's uh, all settled, done now. Worked out really well. It was a really good experience for me. Although it resulted in success, Getty had to overcome his fears and learn some valuable lessons. 
being my first project, I was obviously fearful of things going wrong, you know, going bust, not being able to sell them, or you know, the, the gamut of fears that you would expect people to go through. I was going through that as well, and and on paper, everything doubles. So I mean, your first thought is, oh yes, well the profit doubles. Yeah, yeah, it does, but everything else doubles, which means you know, all the, all the costs double, or the cash required doubles. Uh, and the risk goes up. So I just had to work through that and manage to convince myself that it was worth it was worth overcoming my fears to push through and do the project. And the other lesson I think I learned from 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 the first project that we got through was just around dealing with setbacks. So we'd had a lot of knockbacks from council. They weren't happy with what we were proposing. And I really had to be resilient and keep pushing through and not let, allowing those knockbacks to stop me from, from getting the project done. Throughout his whole experience, Yeti was still working in the corporate world until he had the opportunity to leave and devote his time and energy completely to property development. No, I was still working full-time. I was working full-time probably up until about nine or 12 months before the project finished and at that time my role where I was working was being made redundant and so well I had a choice of either you know applying for this new role or taking a redundancy and my heart wasn't really in staying in the role that I was in and so I just decided to make the leap and I'm glad that I did. I haven't, uh, haven't regretted it for a day since. So, inspired by this story and what Justin Getty is excited about today, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast where we talk about how to apply the strategy of increasing financial yields. And the way that I go about doing that is by having really good consultants who can help me come up with more efficient designs or can find ways to get more townhouses or increase the yield. The importance of overcoming fears. I mean, they were common fears that I had, uh, but fortunately, I refused to allow them to, to stop me from, from moving ahead and buying and doing what I really wanted to do. And that's next time on a future episode of Property Investory Podcast. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening.